It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, the weekly appearance from Nikki Collin. And um, Coach Collin, uh, rough week. I mean, you picked the greatest time, didn't you, to join the conference when suddenly the conference is like as deep as it's been in the last 20 years. But uh, I I think this is going to be how it is. It's going to be a slugfest all year. And each week we're going to be like, oh, this team's great. Oh, wait, now this team's great. And you guys were riding high. I, I just went back before we were going to talk today and was looking at that Oklahoma State game. And, and I was just struck by, I mean, it was there for the taking. I mean, you all could have easily uh, gone to 4-0 and in conference. Um, and you got one of your, your greatest shooters on the team sitting there with two free throws to put you up one late. Um, that, I mean, that had to be frustrating to fight back after, you know, obviously getting down in that game and then not be able to get it d- done late. What was your biggest takeaway from that, um, that, that first loss of the week against Oklahoma State? I just don't think we should have put, us, put ourselves in that hole to begin with. I mean, we, um, you know, I was, I was very careful in the media last week. Um, you know, here we are 3-0 and in first place and national team of the week and national player of the week and, you know, reminding them, you know, daily about, um, you know, it was one week to first place and it can be one week to middle of the pack. Like, that's just um, the reality. And it's too early um, to be too high or to get too low. And and so, you know, I, I just don't I don't think we did a great job um, putting ourselves in that position where we we had to fight back. You know, we fought back twice. Um, we tied it up once and then proceeded to let them go on an 8-0 run and not to cover up the three-point line and, and make defensive mistakes, um, you know, bad turnovers at times. And and then, yeah, to fight back one more time and, and to fight back the second time um, by getting to the foul line. You know, we had made six free throws in a row um, to put ourselves in that position and, uh, you know, to, to have a chance to take our first lead since it was 5 nothing. Um, is discouraging, but even even after that, you know, we we got a stop on the next possession. So we're still down one. We get a stop. We bring the ball down the floor. We turn the basketball over. So now we need another stop. But we're still in this game. Yeah. And you know, their starting power forward falls down. Um, a lot of times in that situation, kid gets hurt. Officials stop the game. You know, they typically blow the whistle, um, or the home team will call timeout. I mean. Honestly, in the pros, there is no such thing as an official whistle. So, you know, usually when you got a player go down, you you, you know, the, the the team with the ball calls um, the timeout in that situation. But, you know, we just we made a we made a key defensive mistake. Um, here we're at four on five, um, and we don't we don't go trap them, and then we're not up ready to defend the ball screen, and and uh, they hit a three to make it a four point game, you know, and so. I think we had multiple opportunities that we didn't capitalize on there at the end. They're teachable moments. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we've been through a lot this season and I think, you know, I'm not a big believer in sharing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you anything about on the court performance and, and what we do and why we do it. And, and I probably overshare in some ways from that perspective. I tell the media that all the time, like you probably just want to hear me say we need to play harder or rebound better. And, and I started talking about screening angles, you know, but, but, uh, you know, they're, they're just, you know, we, we've been dealing with a lot of off the court stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm not big on making excuses, but, 
um, you know, it was a unique week um, to come off playing so well um, mm-hmm. and then to be in that situation. So, um, yeah, we had chances to win, but we shouldn't have put ourselves in position where it took uh, making those plays. Now, the reality of this league is, is you have to make more winning plays than your opponents, you know, and, and I think that's going to be consistent all year long because, you know, I think um, obviously no one's good enough to run the table in this league because we've already seen that. Um, at the same time, I think everyone's good enough to beat you. So, you know, you, you have to you have to really, you know, bring it day in and day out um, to win games in this league. Yeah, I was just thinking about what you were saying and, and how teams, the portal has changed everything almost overnight. And, and certainly, um, you know, you've used it to, um, uh, to, to help your roster, but even that Oklahoma State game. Okay, their best shooter comes off the bench from Villanova. They got two players yeah. from UTA. They got their two best players, and then um, and then and JC brought her best player from UKMC, and so it's just like, yep. oh my gosh, uh, you right. you can flip right. one and, of these and, things and overnight. Frankly, my and 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 my two best transfers are essentially in street clothes, you know, in that game. Correct. You know, like Correct. I think if 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 Dre and Asia are playing, you know, we're 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 a little bit different um, because now we have the ability to truly play, play through the paint um, with paint touches. But, you know, once again, like that, we won those Kansas games without them and we're going to have to win without them. And, you know, so that's the, that's the situation we're in. And we, you know, I told our team yesterday very clearly, so I don't know how many of you've heard this terminology before I said, you know, like, it's not like we're taking knives to a gunfight. You know, like we, we got, we got our guns, you know, yeah. and, and I feel good about what we've got, you know, but we're playing teams with guns, you know, we're not playing teams with knives. And so, you know, there was a time uh, probably in this league where um, some nights it wasn't even like Baylor was playing with guns. They were playing with AK 47s and, and their opponents were playing with knives. Now everyone's playing with guns and, um, you know, so so you have to execute and show up and compete. And, you know, it, it, it really um, – there are no nights off. You know, there really are no nights off. So, you know, you think, okay, TCU hasn't won a game in our league. You know, we caught them the first game of the conference season when they're 0-0, zero and zero, you know. So they're not in that mode. We're like, okay, we're 0-6 and, and just, you know, what was me? You know, they're like, okay, fresh start. Um, but even then they turned around and played Texas really, really well and got to the free throw line 42 times against them, you know, so they didn't win the game, but, but you better show up, you know, you better show up and compete because, um, you know, any, anyone um, can have a good game and beat you. And is, is only and talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance. Of course, you sent me uh, spinning into what movie that's from, you brought a uh, knife to a gunfight. I think the Sean Connery was coming to mind, maybe from The Untouchables, is uh, where I went. Although there was that one scene, was that Raiders of the Lost Ark or Temple of Doom, where the guy did all the knife stuff and <laughs> Harrison Ford <laughs> shot him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, exactly. you, you sent me down that path there thinking about that. Uh, it is... Uh, uh, you know, having just kind of gone back over and 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 looking at things, you're right. And even in the in the West Virginia game, I we think in our minds how West Virginia has been in the past or whatever. And obviously, you look and they've been on a, a bit of a run. 
themselves. I mean, this is um, uh, you can you've got to be ready every single night. And in the West Virginia game, you guys uh, you guys fought back and got in position to win that game too. I, I will say this about the Oklahoma State. I had this thought watching Bella, and and of course there's the, the play you referenced where you got where Bickle has her defender pinned uh, on in a, with with a minute to go. And or maybe 47 seconds to go, and and you know you throw the ball out of bounds down there, and that was frustrating. But I'll just say this: there were this is my observation. There are moments in that Oklahoma State game where I say to myself, "Could Fontleroy in the next year or so be the best player in this conference?" And my answer to this is maybe, maybe she could be because there's stuff she's already doing in terms of some of her finishes that are so natural for her that it's like that it's it's sort of uncommon and so i i do think in the midst of these losses you probably are seeing some things that that give you a lot of hope well i think there's two teams in this league that are relying on some freshmen um you know we're obviously relying heavily on um little page bugs and 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 Fauntleroy and uh texas tech is relying on Maupin and, and Shavers. And, you know, those those four kids have won the most freshman of the um, week honors, um, you know, and and because they're playing. You know, they're playing a lot of minutes. There's a lot of team in this league, teams in this league that aren't playing any freshmen, you know, like, and, you know, so there, there will be a bit of a turnover over time. Um, and yet, because of the portal, will there? <laughs> you know, because you always have the ability to say, okay, um, you know, Iowa State's going to lose Ashley Jones, and do they just move Danae Fritz over? Um, you know, they sign four freshmen, are they going to play them? I mean, there are some teams that sign some really good um, players, you know, even in the 23 uh, recruiting class. Maddie Booker is a top 10 kid that, that Texas signed, you know, but mm-hmm. you can be battling with, um, Aaliyah Moore, when she comes back from her injury, who was really, really good, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, Oklahoma loses some key key seniors, but they got Peyton Verlhurst at the semester. So, you know, she's going to have a semester under her belt of running their stuff, and, and it's kind of that natural three-fourth swing player like Maddie, and but could fill the role of a Taylor Robertson as well. And so, you know, like it's you're going to have some of that, but you're just going to see fewer teams building around freshmen. You know, a faster way to be successful is the portal. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. kids are going to go into the portal and think they're going a certain direction, and then that doesn't play out, and then they end up at a middle-of-the-pack power five school, but they can they can help elevate that middle-of-the-pack, that bottom third, bring them up to the middle pack. So um, I just think it's a unique dynamic right now, um, you know, where where you do have, um, you know, I think Oklahoma State's transfers, um, you know, accounted for like 45 uh, of their points against us. Um, yeah. And, and you know, for us, you know, Jana was com- just coming back from being sick. Um, and, you know, our other ones weren't available. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love, I love that we have the ability to see growth, you know, and I think if Dre and Asia um, were healthy and playing, yeah, we would be seeing glimpses of what you're talking about. But you know, it, it would be different. You know, they wouldn't be asked. You know, we we win Kansas partially because Bugs has 17 and 13. 
I thought Bugs was a huge key in the West Virginia game. She got in transition. She got some layups. She was rebounding the basketball. Uh, Bugs was consistent, you know, in that game. But what we ride with freshmen is the inconsistencies. You know, it's it's double doubles one game, and then you know one basket the next. Um, and so that's just the reality of freshmen. And and traditionally, freshmen haven't played at Baylor. You know, they just haven't. You look at what listed her freshman year. Um, a lot, you know, she got minutes, but she was a backup. Um, and then she kind of uh, obviously showed out uh, when Lauren, you know, went down with injury and made some key baskets. And, you know, Liss was probably capable of going to a lot of programs and starting as a freshman, probably the majority, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I think in this situation, um, you know, the uniqueness of, of our injuries and, and eligibility situation, you know, they're, they're being thrust into important, important roles. And they've just got to keep being confident and keep growing. And, you know, Bella was frustrated because she had made a three um, since conference play. And then I run a play four against West Virginia, and she hits a three. And then you kind of relax, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, you, you don't just ride the inconsistency of sometimes the ball going in the basket for them. You ride the emotions of, you know, them going through things for the first time. Well, it, it's uh, in talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly appearance, it, it, it was an interesting week in the sense that you're coming off, like you said, you're named all these things. You're having to kind of remind the players, hey, this is going to be a long season. Even Sarah named National Player of the Week and uh, putting up just enormous numbers. She comes out against Oklahoma State and can't buy a bucket. Now, to her right. credit, she stayed with it. And, and kind of, you know, got you all back in it. And she and Asbury hit some huge buckets. And then, of course, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly what point in the game. Garzon, who's obviously a great shooter uh, that transferred in to Oklahoma State. But she throws in, even she was laughing about it. She throws in right, yeah, some absolutely in lucky footing. shot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I and, mean, and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Now, that kid, given an open shot, you expect mm-hmm. it to go in. I mean, she is truly, to me, um, what we what we didn't do a good enough job of, in my opinion. Um, and hindsight's always twenty twenty, and and you certainly, I mean, like when you look at this game is very analytical, and wins versus losses, um, Garzon is the is the key. Like when when teams hold her down, even though she comes off the bench, mm-hmm. when she scores under ten points, they lose. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we knew the importance of her. But did our team have the same respect for her that they have for Taylor Robertson? I'm not sure. It doesn't it doesn't matter sometimes what we say. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't. You can say it, but it's like Taylor Robertson's about to break the all-time three-point record in the NCAA. You know, we've got a lot of players who have played against her, heard about her, seen her. Yeah. Um, you know, and now you've got a new player who you're saying like, look, this is Taylor Robertson, but six foot one. You know, so you got to close space even sooner. Um, you know, and and but but very similar in terms of not going to do a ton off the bounds. Um, a little bit more of a post up option with our size when you play small, but you got a really close space. And when we give her a wide open three in transition in front of our bench, like that's just not something we would do if that's well, Taylor Robertson. You yeah. know, and so it's like having that same respect. And I'm telling you. That's not I, – I, I will always take the blame because that's what, to me, um, 
coaches that kids want to play for, yeah. coaches that kids want to play for, heal them, right? Like, you know, like it's, I didn't have them ready. And that's what I'm always going to say. I don't, because to me, it means I didn't push the right buttons. It's not that there wasn't an enormous respect for Oklahoma State and West Virginia and their players and their systems and their coaches and what they've done. Um, you know, and, and Hoyt did an amazing job at UMKC to put herself in that position. And she's running really good stuff, you know. And in a week, she beat Texas and Baylor. Um, you know, I, I just – I think it's it's – sometimes it takes players – having players show them up to gain that respect, regardless of how much film you show them, regardless of, of, of what you say to them. Sometimes they got to get busted in the chops mm. before they really believe it, you know? And, um, you know, there's, there's, and that just, that can happen, you know? And so I say that it's not like I prepared them any different for Oklahoma state than we did for Kansas. I just think, where they were at individually, collectively, there was a there was a focus. Those two teams had ranked numbers in front of them. These two teams didn't, you know. Like there's just, and we just we can't do that, you know. We just can't we can't do that. Yeah, and uh, and and by the way, they showed sometimes whether it be the end of quarters or whatever. There were moments in that game where there was huge focus, and they got locked in. And then again, yep. like I, I'm even thinking about that skip pass in the Oklahoma State game. I mean, it was like a Luca type. Uh, the, I mean, she's like almost going out of bounds on the other side, throws it all the way to the other side of the court, and even then, Bickle almost closed out on the shot and then just kind of ran by her. So I, I know part of that is just getting people under control, maybe even when they close out. Last thing I had for you, because I, I really enjoy talking to you and, and could do this all day. Uh, can you give us an update on, it was good to see Asia back out there, uh, played 10 minutes in the loss to West Virginia. I know it was great to kind of at least get her back in the court. Uh, is, is You're kind of building on this. Is Is this one of those things you're going to have to kind of manage all season yep. or are you thinking okay it is okay. i was just wondering if it was maybe i, yeah, I mean I, I hope i'm i hope i'm wrong in saying that i hope i'm wrong in yeah. saying that um i just think right now and i've said it and i'll say it a million times um i'm just not like with someone who's got a uh the ability to make a living doing this i will not jeopardize any kid that ever plays for me um, for my benefit, you know, and by my benefit, I mean the team's benefit, the our ability to win. Um, we are going to go day by day and we are going to, you know, be very, very intentional about load and, you know, her getting fully healthy. And I hope, I hope that little by little, you know, we, one of our, my favorite sayings is little by little, little becomes a lot, you know, but I think hopefully little by little, you know, we, we get her conditioning back. We, um, you know, can get enough reps for her. But right now it's it's managing load. And when you manage load, there's positives and negatives to that. It's positive for her body. Um, it's negative from the perspective of she can't get the reps she needs to know every play as well as she needs to know it, know every defensive scheme as well as she needs to know it, to, you know, kind of, physically and mentally be dialed in um, and be Asia that people saw in early November, you know, like the Asia that can go get your 20 
and 10. Like, I hope we get there. Um, I do. But I, I don't know if we will or we won't. I just know that right mm-hmm. now we just want to do right by her. And we'll I'll try to figure out situationally where it fits, if it fits, you know. And, you know, she can be a scratch. There could be days she's just a scratch, you know. And it's not the WNBA where you got to make those announcements and a player is questionable or probable or out um, for betting purposes. But, you know, I, I think that it will literally probably be a game-time decision at least for a while, you know, in terms of where she's at, what she looks like, how she's feeling, um, just, you know, really, really protective. And so, yeah. All right. Uh, that's and and now we uh, uh, get ready for Kansas State back to back home games. Uh, it's a great way to, uh, to to have a chance to respond and bounce back here. K State and then the University of Texas ranked twenty fifth coming in uh, Sunday at four o'clock. This K State team, uh, we kind of remember who they were at the start of last year because they had you know one of the. Uh, most recognizable and greatest players in the country. What what is this? Is this just like every team you're facing right now? Any given night, they could they you know they're they're capable of of being extremely tough. I mean, they they beat Iowa, um, you know, and uh, one of the most prolific offensive teams in the country with you know, arguably the most prolific offensive player in the in the country, and Caitlin Clark. So um, I, they've they've had some you know some big highs where they moved into the polls and, and, uh, you know, Gabby Gregory, who was a great player at Oklahoma then had some injuries and just couldn't quite get in a groove last year there transferred and for a while was leading the league in scoring, um, you know, and, and it's a little bit of a, uh, mismatch nightmare. I mean, she's a little Asia Blackwell, you know, other than the fact that, um, you know, she's, she's more of a three point shooter Asia is a capable three point shooter, but not a high volume. Uh, Gabby Gregory, you know, is, is one of those players that can can hit five or six threes in in a game, and but will post you up and will draw fouls. I mean, they're a team that w- without Ayoka Lee, you know, has has moved to like Princeton type action and four out and five out, and um, they've got big guards and you know they're, they're so like um, it's like sometimes they play five Bella and Bugs, you know, like they, I mean. They're more guard-like, you know, and their point guard Sundell can can handle the ball, and uh, but they're all five eleven to six one, and and can pass it, shoot it, handle it, you know. But they, they their three point volume has been really high in Big Twelve games. They're they're like shooting forty three percent of their shots are threes, and mm. and they're only shooting like twenty eight percent, and so that's been their Achilles heel so far. They love to shoot the three and haven't made the three. So if all of a sudden the threes start falling. Um, they become super dangerous because they get you all spread out and put their head down. They were leading the league in, in free throws in terms of volume of free throws. So it's it, they're very much a analytic like layups and threes type of team. They'll they'll take some mid range shots, but that's where they're at their best threes and inside five feet. So um, and we're gonna see a two three zone most likely. Like you know, and we haven't we we've got to get better. You know, I, I look at both of our games last year and and uh, against them and the two, three, the first time we played when, you know, 80% of our team was playing with COVID. Um, we didn't look real good. I mean, in fact, we were, we were bad. Um, and then we, we scored 95 <laughs> here um, and, and they played zone for 
two and a half quarters and finally just said, okay, you know, we can't do this anymore. Part of that was the difference between Baylor in January and Baylor in February. Like we, we got better last year and this team needs to continue to grow in their zone execution and, and moving and, and finding, finding gaps. Like, and every two, three, even just like every man to man defense is, has different, you know, kind of uh, holes and intricacies. And this is a team that, that plays real flat and, and uh, you know, just tries to use their length and, you know, other teams really extend and they can mix it up and play some two, one, two and, and try to get after you and, and create turnovers. But they're a team that takes pretty good care of the ball and, and at the same time doesn't turn over their opponent a lot. And so, you know, we, we need to take care of the ball against them, get, get good movement, get paint touches. Like we're just, we're a team that relies on our ability to get the, the ball to the paint and then play, inside or outside, you know, from that point. And, you know, it just like we tell them every game and, and they, they kind of don't, don't it, it, they believe us, you know, they just have a hard time turning down a, a, a pass. Cause every game it's, Hey, here are our paint touch numbers. And, and, you know, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well against West Virginia, but we were still 48% when we got a paint touch mm. and 14% without a paint touch, you know, and two of, you know, and, and so, we tell the same story every game, you know, but it's really hard on the kick ahead path when you're wide open to not shoot it, you know? And, and, and so it's not that there's not a reason to sometimes take a shot, but Hey, if you've, if we've thrown it ahead to you twice and you're now over two from three on that shot, like how about catch it, rip it, get a paint touch and move it to the next person, you know? So we just, we have to continue to, to evolve and understand here's why we're good. Here's what makes us good. We've got to always do those things to give ourselves the best chance to be successful at both ends of the floor. Well, good catching up. Uh, I think it's going to be a great week. And uh, apparently uh, I overheard in my household last night, it's been bid day uh, for all the sororities there. They've been in town. Now the students are back. So let's make sure the Tridelts, the Kappas, the Pi Fi's, Kyos, Thetas, and then on the, you know, get the, uh, the guys uh, fraternities as well. And uh, and get out there and support the Bears this week. Does that sound good to you? Uh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you like it when I start talking about the uh, the IFC world there. Okay, well, uh, great to visit with you, and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you next week after hopefully two wins. All right, thank you, thank you. You bet. There she goes, Nikki Collin, her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Mike Fuels. Thank you for what you do there, and uh, we appreciate everything, all your uh, all your sponsorship, partnership. Next, it is time for some Cowboys talk as the Cowboys look forward to San Francisco. We look back at perhaps the greatest performance of Dak Prescott's career. That is next. <laughs> 